0: through all of this, my aspiration is to alchemize your experience of having a child misuse drugs and alcohol. The optimal outcome for me would be to reshape this experience from what can feel like a death sentence for you as a parent into something that you can step back from, observe, and gain wisdom from. I'm not saying you aren't going to go through impossibly difficult times, and I'm not saying it's all going to turn out fine. It might not. What I do want, though, is for you to have a life as you go through this season, so you can look back and be proud of the way you showed up. Welcome, you're listening to HopeStream. If you're parenting a teen or young adult child who's experimenting with drugs and alcohol or who's in active addiction, in a treatment program or early recovery, you have landed in the right place. I am Brenda Zane, your host and a mom who's been there a couple times. So just take a minute, exhale, know you're in good company, and know that this is your place to soak up some support, understanding, and get some really great information. You can learn more about me and the work I do to serve parents like you at brendazane.com. Today, I'm going to share from my heart some things I've been thinking about, which haven't really seemed to fit into any other episode. I've been doing this podcast now for three years, every single week, and now heading into year four. And during that time, a few themes keep repeating in my mind that I think are important to talk about. One of those is that I have only been doing this work specifically for three years. It's a blip of experience compared to the people in this field Who are working with your kids or available to work with them who have been doing this work for decades. I think that's important to mention because one of the key learnings I've had is the level of sophistication and professionalism from the therapists, program owners, educational consultants, and even the staff within the programs is significant. I want to give credit to these people because they have dedicated their careers to helping young people change the trajectory of their lives. And it's not glamorous work. They're in the weeds with kids who are in a really difficult and often ugly season of life at a very young age with brains that are not fully developed. And that is hard work. They are in the foxhole with teens and young adults who have messy stuff that they're trying to figure out. So my point is, yes, I have learned a ton and I share information and stories here But my experience is often one-tenth of those in the field who are coming alongside your kids with decades of education, professional experience, and often lived experience. Another theme that strikes me is the universal thread of fear, anger, loneliness, and exhaustion you feel when your child is misusing substances and has mental health challenges. And when I say child, I mean a person who you are a parent to. So that could mean they are 12 or 42. The pain is real and it seems to be different from any other kind of pain that a parent feels. It's something you can't describe, but when you meet another parent who's going through it or gone through it, it's like an invisible apperception. It creates this bond between you that says, I know what your heart has endured. I know the feeling of being awake at 2 a.m., wondering, praying, negotiating with your higher power to just let them come home tonight, or just let my phone light up with a text or a call. And then there's also the knowing and connection that happens when you meet someone who has a child in recovery. It's kind of like you've both climbed Mount Everest and reached the peak after all the hard weather. You both recognize the miracle of the little things that you used to take for granted, and you know the feeling that weight that starts to lift off your shoulders and your brain as your child starts to make better decisions and as they navigate life in the raw without the buffer of substances. When you meet another parent who has a child who's come out of hell, you can appreciate each other in a way most people won't ever get to appreciate someone. It's also important to recognize that young people do get out. In the work I do with parents, I see the look on your faces and I know what you're thinking. What if they don't make it out? And of course, there are people who don't, yet the majority do. It's not an enjoyable process, but it's their journey. And often when I talk with people here on the podcast, they say they wouldn't trade that experience for anything because it's made them who they are. So if your child is still in it, Know you are in the dark and stormy season, but there are brighter seasons ahead. You're just not there yet. And if you are in a brighter season, please consider sharing your story with someone who needs your hope. People ask me why I do this. Why do I stay in the muck of it all? Why didn't I just take my bruises and my blessings and carry on with my life? And the reason is I felt like that would be ethically irresponsible of me. Let me elucidate a few points on that because it might sound weird. When our family was going through the hell, and I don't need to explain hell to you because we have that knowing with each other, when we were there, I felt like I was there alone. Hypothetically, I knew other people had kids who were quote unquote off the rails, but I didn't have any connection to anyone. And as a result, my world got really ugly. I lost my health. I lost my ability to work and function at the level that I was capable of. And my parents, my husband, my other kids, and all my other family members lost out on having me whole and healthy. And I'm one person. So if you multiply that by the millions of parents who are going through this, in the U.S. alone, suffice it to say, there are a lot of people with diminished lives could be better off if they had the right connection and the right support and the right resources. So when my son emerged from the other world that he had been living in, I tried to go on with my advertising career and literally couldn't. I knew I wanted to help other parents, but I didn't feel qualified to do that. I had zero professional training in addiction or treatment or psychology. And then I thought, what if I could help people just by sharing my experience and surfacing information that would have been helpful for me and my family? My son was doing well, and I thought, if I just keep all this to myself, it feels wrong. It feels like I'd be failing you as the mom who's awake crying at 2 AM, or you as the dad who's looking at selling your family home to pay for the residential treatment. So that's the genesis of this podcast and the two communities I created to provide that sense of connection and the resources that I didn't have. I have something new and really special to tell you about. If you're listening in real time, which means it's either December of 2022 or January of 23, you can join me for a six-week Kickstart coaching program where we're gonna focus on a goal you have, or an area of life where you are feeling stuck and will help you make progress in the first 60 days of the year. This is great for you if life feels a bit more stable and you're not living in chaos or crisis. It's perfect if your son or daughter is in treatment and you have a little bit of time to regain some of yourself or if they're in sober living or just plain doing well overall and you know it's time to shift your attention away from them and back onto you. It is really common to lose ourselves when we have a child or children in crisis. So this coaching program is a chance for you to think about a goal or a dream that you have been putting off. Some examples of things that people have worked on in this program are starting the book that you want to write, reducing your sugar intake, starting a podcast, getting your life paperwork in order, starting a consistent movement practice, decluttering your home and going back to school. There are lots of things that get put on hold. So if you're ready to start the year with focus and intention, and you know you could use some accountability and encouragement along the way, you can get the details at brendazane.com forward slash kickstart. I'll be holding an informational Q&A session via Zoom on January 5th. So if you want to join that call and just learn more about the program and ask questions, you can also do that at brendazane.com forward slash kickstart. Okay. I hope to see you there. And now let's get back to the conversation. One thing I really, really am working to do is to change the narrative and the experience for parents who find themselves in this season, because right now it is steeped in fear and negativity and there is a lot of shame involved. And I hear people talk about ending the stigma around addiction, and that is lovely, and I hope somebody can do that. But what I am chipping away at is imprinting on your brain and your heart the fact that you can get through this, that this experience is actually capable of making you a more enlightened and compassionate person that this is exactly where you're supposed to be, as painful as it is, and that you can choose to do it alone, angry, locked in a head-to-head battle with your child, or you can choose a different way to go through it. I want to liberate you from being strangled by the anxiety and fear that can come with this and do it better and smarter. That different way can be a lot more loving And if you choose to accept the fact that you are going to have to do some hard work, learn some new skills, be really flexible, while also being really vigilant in your boundaries, you can very likely speed up the time frame around getting your son or daughter help. You absolutely can change the tone in your home and the way you show up with your child. You can absolutely be healthier, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually, You can have a better relationship with your parenting partner or partners, and it's your choice. In exactly the same way your child has a choice whether or not to accept help, so do you. I say it all the time. I can only imagine if I had had the tools I have now and the ones that I teach, things would have been so different with my son and in our home. I wouldn't have been able to change him, but I could have created conditions for change, that would have allowed him the option to change himself. Instead, in my ignorance, I created an angry atmosphere. I created shame for him. I created power struggles where I put up my hand and he pushed right back. I didn't have a spirit of empathy or understanding of why he was doing what he was doing. And now I know I didn't have to do that. So that sucks because I wish someone would have been available to share a different way with me. But again, it's my painful experience that birthed this work, so I'm grateful for how I arrived here. So through all of this, my aspiration is to alchemize your experience of having a child misuse drugs and alcohol. The optimal outcome for me would be to reshape this experience from what can feel like a death sentence for you as a parent into something that you can step back from, observe, and gain wisdom from. I'm not saying you aren't going to go through impossibly difficult times, and I'm not saying it's all going to turn out fine. It might not. What I do want, though, is for you to have a life as you go through this season so you can look back and be proud of the way you showed up. What does that look like? I want you to see your friends for coffee, even if your daughter is living in a car. I want you to pursue the new job, even if your son is in the wilderness of Utah and you don't know how you're going to pay for it all. I want you to move your body regularly, even if you haven't heard from your child in three days and you fear the worst. What I want is for you to say yes and yes, my child is really struggling with depression and I can take care of myself. You can hold both in your life at the same time. When your daughter's high and you worry where she's getting the money for her drugs, you don't get to tap out on yourself. If you tap out on you and give all your energy to her problems, everyone around you and you lose. She loses her healthy mom or dad. She loses a mom who doesn't resent her. She loses a dad who's able to approach her with love and compassion. You cannot tap out on yourself. And I know it feels counterintuitive to step out of the mess and live your life. Trust me. I know how hard that is. I also know if you don't, you are not creating conditions for your child to change. So you do both. You feel the fear and you take piano lessons. You research treatment programs and you train for the half marathon. You hold a difficult boundary and you start the book you've always wanted to write. You do both. The last observation I will share is the parents who can unglue themselves from their kids' problems emotionally and logistically are the more resilient parents. And what I mean by that is our kids are sticky. They're like double-sided tape and it can be really hard to unstick yourself from them As they go through life and start coming up against the bumps and bruises that it brings. And because we're their parent, we feel like we should be the bumpers on their sides so they don't get hurt because life is painful. It's just a fact. Not all the time, but life is going to have pain and struggle. And I watch parents who can't get unstuck. They work to solve their kids' problems. They are entwined in every aspect of their life and it keeps everyone in a spiral. The ones who are able to unstick to get out of their kid's back pocket are the ones who have perspective, who can be humble and say they don't know everything. And they're able to be on the observation deck instead of swimming in the deep end. It's hard to explicitly describe this relationship. You could call it enmeshment or codependence, but I'm not a big fan of labels like that. But if you're listening and you're glued to your kid's issues, and you're feeling like there and your lives don't have clear edges, then this is probably applicable to you. It's something to work on with boundaries and self-care. It's something to work on with allowing natural consequences. And I can say with certainty that as you grow these skills, you'll start to unstick and be more resilient. Okay, friend, that is what was on my mind today and what I wanted to share with you at the beginning of the new year. It's a great time to not necessarily make a resolution, but to set an intention about how you want to show up for this season of your life in 2023. It's a great time to identify one pattern that pulls you in the wrong direction and get to work on that. It's a great time to belong somewhere where you can be real, where you can work on not tapping out on yourself, where you can learn skills and find resources, And we have all of that for you in the stream and in the woods. Those are the communities where I live out my purpose, where I work to radically change how you experience this dark and stormy season. I would love to see you there. So moms, you can go to thestreamcommunity.com and dads, you can go to members.thewoodscommunity.org and become part of something bigger with us there. As always, thank you for doing the hard work. Thank you for joining me here each week and allowing me to come alongside you right now. If you're looking for some additional insights and support, you can download a free ebook I wrote. It's called Hindsight, Three Things I Wish I Knew When My Son Was Misusing Drugs. It's available at brendazane.com forward slash hindsight. Please be really good to yourself today. I will do the same and I'll meet you right back here next week.